Over the past six months, we've made many adjustments when it comes to communicating with our team members, with our clients, and everyone we engage with on a day-in and day-out basis. Over the past six months, we've made many improvements in communicating with others virtually. Unfortunately, I'm seeing too many individuals that have not made enough improvement. As a result, they're diminishing their presence in front of those they're trying to communicate. The purpose of this episode is to provide insight as to eight things we need to be conscious of to improve our online presence. As leaders, we have to have a strong online presence to guide our organization through these difficult times. As a negotiator, we need to enhance our presence to build trust in any negotiation. In sales, we need an engaging online presence to represent our organization and win deals. Our goal today is to assist you in upgrading your virtual presence, providing you an opportunity for greater success in this new environment. Welcome to All Things Business. My name is Emil Everett. So before we dive into the eight things we need to talk about in communicating in this new virtual environment, we need to reflect on being a better communicator with the messages that we send. Strong communicators have a strategy for communicating internally and externally. A strong communication strategy has four major components. The first component is making sure that whatever you share has a purpose, intent, and desired outcomes. Second, a strong communication strategy addresses who's to be involved in crafting, sending, and receiving the message. Third, each message is structured to engage the recipient. The structure or design is is relying on the purpose, intent, and desired outcome. For example, if you're trying to inspire individuals, that structure will be different than a format used in communicating information. If you're trying to sell, that's a different structure. If you're negotiating, that's a different structure. When delivering a message internally or externally, we have to ensure we have the right form for that communication to be effective. And finally, the fourth component of a strong communication strategy, how and when the message is to be delivered. In this new environment, we're communicating more and more virtually. We have to think about and decide which way we should should provide the message and when. Should we communicate face-to-face? Should we phone? Should we deliver a video? Do we email or do we text? Do we send it now, later, and how frequently? In this episode, we're gonna focus on video calls and the eight things we have to pay attention to to set ourselves up for success as a leader, negotiator, sales professional, or as someone in business. Let's start with the four items people most frequently cite as needing improvement. The first is, of course, the camera. Two recommendations here. First, test all your camera on your devices. Find the best, find the best, and don't hesitate to use your phone as a camera while using your computer simultaneously. Second, the angle of the camera. Keep the camera at eye level. The angle of your camera can impact how individuals will perceive you. For example, in a negotiation, if a camera is too low, people will think you're looking down on them. If you're looking up at your camera, individuals will be looking down at you. The angle could give a person a perceived image of you as either arrogant or weak, depending on that angle. Raise your camera on a laptop with books, boxes, or a stand. Raise your seat if your camera is mounted on a large screen. Number two, there is nothing more aggressive and creepy than a person too close to the camera. The proper distance or framing should be what you see in TV interviews. Leave a little space above your head and it shouldn't go any lower than your armpits. Watch some TV, you know, watch some interviews online or on TV, and you'll get the idea of that range. Number three, make sure your lighting doesn't bleach you out or make you nothing but a silhouette. 
And please don't, please don't have a window with a bright light behind you or next to you. The best lighting, though, is natural light. Tap into it by facing the window and adjusting your blinds appropriately. One word of caution, avoid direct sunlight. When it comes to artificial lighting, you can spend as little as $10 on a self selfie light ring to roughly $50 on freestanding lighting. You can also purchase desktop lighting that ranges from $30 to $40. Lighting is critical to bring out the best of you in a video. To understand it's important, pay more attention to your upcoming calls and notice the lighting of various participants and what does it say about them? You will be shocked. Number four, your wardrobe. Does it complement you? and doesn't match the purpose of the message. Ask yourself these two quick questions and you'll significantly improve your presence. Test out what works best for you by trying different outfits and colors to see what works best in the situation that you may find yourself. Finally, stick with solid colors. In my younger days, I did a lot of TV and a friend of mine, a newscaster said, stick with darker colors and no stripes. Depending on the quality of your camera and the quality of your connection, Lighter colors can bleed, and stripes can become annoying. Number five, your background, or as I like to call it, your staging. Okay, if you haven't made it out of the bedroom or attic, we need to talk. Your background communicates a lot about you and your organization. Does your environment or staging work for you or against you? This is the question to ask. Too cluttered, and individuals may be more interested in what's behind you than what you say. Too little and you could be perceived as cold. Find that right mix that matches your purpose. For example, when negotiating, I tend to be, toward, I tend to be more of a minimalist with well-placed items behind me. They are specifically picked to invite questions or send a visual message. For those of you in small spaces, try to use a wall or invest in a backdrop that can be easily purchased online. And for those of you still in the bedroom, come on, at least make your bed. Number six, your audio quality. Invest in a professional grade micro microphone. They start around $100 and you can go up in value from there. The voice quality pays for itself. With three boys, and at this point, no dogs, I purchased a blue mic and find the noise canceling feature is superior <laughs> and a blessing. It's also time to move away from headsets. If you're trying to create a personal connection, say in a sale, a headset only serves as a distraction in making that possible. On screen, we want to look as natural as possible to enhance our ability to connect with those on a video call. The last two items to discuss are on the tech side of things, the platform you use and the quality of your connection. The pandemic has pushed us on the platforms that we either love or hate. Your feelings towards that platform are likely to result in the platform's functionality. For example, Zoom's growth is directly correlated to its versatile functionality. It's a platform I've been using since its inception in 2011 for that very reason. Does it make it best for what you need? Maybe not. The key message here is to think about what you do on a day-in and day-out basis and find a platform that complements your activities both internally and externally. You could very well use two or more platforms to allow your organization to be efficient and effective in achieving desired outcomes. It could be Microsoft Teams. It could be Slack. Go to meetings, go to webinars, go to training, Zoom, WebEx, or any number of other platform providers. When selecting a platform, 
you want to make sure that your platform matches your culture and reflects your brand. This is important. For example, if your culture places emphasis on relationships as being very important, Zoom is much better platform than WebEx. Zoom's features provide a better face-to-face experience. WebEx, on the other hand, is better if your culture is data-driven and needs to focus on delivering a large amount of information. Finally, learn how to use all the interactive tools within the platform you select. Knowing how to use all the features will enhance any presentation and garner more engagement. Not knowing will result in feature failures because you didn't learn, or it'll be one long, boring presentation with PowerPoints. If you think your in-person presentations are boring now, putting that same presentation online is even more disastrous. Make your presentations meaningful and memorable with the tools provided. I've saved the most boring item for last, your connection. I live at the east end of Long Island, and back in March, it was a nightmare. While everything was blowing up in New York City, many people were moving out to the east end of Long Island. And for three weeks, connections were horrendous. And it took the internet company about three weeks to upgrade the system and bring it to the point where people were satisfied. At one point, the interconnection was so bad during a meeting with individuals worldwide, I had to jump in my car and drive to the center of town to get a Wi-Fi connection. It was 1130 at night and the local police passed me three times, three times, and they were probably wondering what the heck I was doing. Ensure that you always check and find a reliable connection before any meeting, especially if you're traveling. One last, tri- one last tip, connect your device directly to the internet via an ethernet cable. Wi-Fi drastically cuts your internet speed. The bottom line, there is nothing more annoying than someone having a poor internet connection. That's it, eight simple things you can do to upgrade your presence online. A small investment in time and money in one of these suggestions will go a long way to improving your leadership, negotiating, and sales success. Please feel free to reach out to us and have a conversation if your team or organization needs to improve your online presence. In upcoming episodes, we're going to be talking about trust. What is trust? How do we establish it, build it, restore it? We'll also be starting our series on negotiation tactics as well. We've got a lot coming at you in the next several months, no question about it. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss these upcoming episodes, we encourage you to subscribe. Please let your friends and colleagues at work know about our podcast. As I like to say, just imagine the impact on your team if everyone listened and implemented what we talked about today. Until our next episode, we wish you nothing but the best. Be safe and be well.